You're listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hey folks, this is Sean, the producer of this episode. You'll hear from me at the end of the podcast. Just a small warning and setup. This episode contains explicit content. Yes, I said explicit content. So if you are Marisol's family, close friends, or associated with her Girl Scout troop, please stop now. Don't listen to avoid any emotional scarring. Otherwise, enjoy as Marisol sits down with the hilariously filthy musical comedy duo, The Reformed Whores. Enjoy. Uh, hey, I am just going to start right on in because I'm nervous and I have my drink. Yeah! That's a good way to do it. <laughs> I want to welcome the Reformed Whores to Shit You Can't Make Up. Yay! Hi! Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> oh yeah, my name is Marie Cecile Anderson. I'm Katie Frame. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, so, like, <laughs> thank you for coming to our hotel room and chilling on the carpet. <laughs> oh, God, I love my life. I just, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You really do. Um, so I was telling you this story. I'm going to start it and tell you the whole story. The, I think things happen for a reason. I've gotten really weird in my forties, mm-hmm. like with, you know, <laughs> shit. Oh yeah. Thus <laughs> I have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so last, I think it was last week, I was at Dead Crow Comedy, and I saw your poster, Reformed Tours, and I, I was in the bathroom, and <laughs> I was like, holy shit, because I'm writing a, a personal essay about the word whore, and it's taken oh. me about a couple months, really, I haven't published it yet, because it's just, it's, you know, it's me analyzing my views on this w- word mm-hmm. that I love, mm-hmm. I love the word whore. <laughs> What have you concluded? <laughs> yeah. Well, there were three moments in my life that I was like, okay, I need to look at this. Moment one was um, after I had I had twins uh, 15 years ago. And when they were toddlers, I went on a beach trip with the girls. Mm-hmm. White suburban housewives going crazy. Not really, but mm-hmm. you know, that's what for a weekend. And we were playing that game, you know, password, like uh, uh Something comes up. Pictionary? No. No, no. Some, a word comes up and you have to guess, the people guess what it is. Mm-hmm. So the person, I was drunk. Just, <laughs> uh, like exhausted years of like all my sadness and frustration. <laughs> and they're like, sometimes I feel like a, the answer being not, right? Mm-hmm. And I scream out amongst all these moms that I barely knew, whore. <laughs> and it was <laughs> And it was so authentic. It was like uh-huh. an authentic, like, ooh. So that was moment one. Did it, packed it away, didn't think about it again. Mm-hmm. Moment two um, was watching Narcos recently. Have you watched Narcos on Netflix? No. I watched the first episode, yeah. Okay. It's about a Pablo Escobar. And they translate or they have the captions for the whole show. Um, and I noticed that they said, hija de puta, which is mm-hmm. daughter of a whore. Mm-hmm so much more than they actually transcribed. Like they would say fucker or they would change. I'm like, because, and I realized to myself, I was like, my culture, Latin culture, Mm. we grew up hearing that. That's Mm. in our dialect. That's how we, I was just, you know, and I was like, I really need to like analyze that. Yeah. (laughs) And then moment three is my sex life, which I'm not going (laughs) to do too much detail, but my ex-boyfriends probably can, um, (laughs) <laughs> a test that I was like trying to figure some shit out mm-hmm. about the word horn. And then one of my best friends, I did write something a few months ago 
and I got the most feedback from negative feedback, which was it was the title was uh, the Madonna Horror Complex. Yes, I know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was writing about it, and I was actually writing about the actual complex, but so many people were like, "Oh, it's clickbait," and you were just being incendiary oh. with the word "horn." I'm like, that whole article—that's that's what, what you just take away from that. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy how that word whore either like shuts people down or makes them um, engage. It's yeah. like either or. It's like, well, I think that it's a really loaded word, and I, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we we've actually had some pushback too from actual sex workers uh, after they there was a couple. Amanda Palmer, I don't know if you know who that is, but she shared one of our videos, which was so awesome, and we like love Amanda Palmer so much. But she has a lot of fans that are you know, some are sex workers or previous prior sex workers. So we got a lot of pushback and they were like saying like, that's a really offensive word and you know, it's derogatory. And we're like, we get it. Yeah, it is. And that's sort of the point. And the thing is just because you're a sex worker for real, um, doesn't mean that that word isn't a word that we have to face too, as just being women on Mm -hmm. this planet. So, um, I think it is our word to either take back or at least analyze or, and you get called it. And it's a, it's a derogatory term for a woman, period. <laughs> and I love that. I think all that is absolutely true. And then I'm, I'm 43 and I'm at the point of, okay, but there's a part of me that fundamentally feels like a whore and I love mm-hmm. her. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Being free, being sexually free or just being able to say and do what you want. And just being authentic mm-hmm. to like, okay, I'm sexual and that's, not and not and don't apologize for yeah, it. That's... And I think that that's really where we're coming from too. When we started the band, um, we we met at, randomly at a party in Brooklyn and just really hit it off. Just instantly had girl crushes on each other and wanted to hang out again. And in some funny way, we we um, had both mentioned we play these instruments and we're like, let's start a band. And so we met the next week and started writing these songs. And from our personal experiences at that time, it was like we were going through relationship problems and dating and experimenting, you know, with, with sex and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it slowly, you know, the, the name of the band, um, came pretty early and it kind of, um, you know, formed what we were going to be singing about and, and what the brand of the band is. And, um, and we're both like strong, independent women who I went to an all girls college too. So like sexuality was like a really big hot topic and female sexuality, obviously (laughs) not just sexuality, but, um, and just the, it's it's so interesting to me though that like we have to then come to this word whore if we want to say that we are sexual beings, right? Like right. that is that wasn't put that's put on us. Mm-hmm. That's not something we choose. We don't choose that word. If you are a woman in this culture and other cultures too, uh, and you like to have sex and you like to to be open about your sexuality, you are labeled a whore. Mm-hmm. So, but as a man, man, as a man, you get a pat on the back. Yes. So that's sort of also where the name is like, and that's kind of what I was trying to explain to the sex worker too, is that we're using the word to open a dialogue. It's not to like make fun of you as a sex worker. We're actually Mm -hmm. saying like, let's protect you as a sex worker Mm -hmm. and let's protect us as not sex workers and as women. And like, let's get this out in the open. And then, you know, we can, and then maybe the word, we can take some of the charge off the word and then it's just another word in the dictionary. And I don't, I I go even further to say, like, if you're going to be a feminist, if you're going to, you have to really go all the way back and analyze. And it's like, kind of, we are conditioned to be horse. I mean, we, that's what marriage is kind of, that's the contract. Oh, it's been God. that way yeah. for right. way before oh, I ever was right. born. Like, 
if we're going to be honest, yeah, <laughs> we've been conditioned to be bought and sold for right. our nurturing, our sex, or, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's just... Yeah, it's, it's in our been. nature, right? I don't think the newer generation. Have you noticed that the younger generation? I think mm-hmm. they've kind of evolved past that. They're much. There's a whole other thing happening though now, where it's <laughs> like sex is like um, means nothing now. Or like, <laughs> it's like we've gone a little too far the other way, maybe too. So like, there's a balance. There's just it, there's because I think the dating apps and stuff like people the grass is always greener or like people are disposable. We were talking about this yesterday with those apps and stuff, and I think like that's that may be where they're coming from. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's good or bad yet. <laughs> I, I think it's just the pendulum switch. Yeah, every like right. they're yeah. like just all pansexual now. I'm like right. really, <laughs> you know, you're a slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But sluts are great. You know what I mean? Like, whatever that is. And, like, I, you know, maybe we should be calling men sluts more often. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to change the world. Man, guys. But um, I'm going to put some videos up in, in the show notes and stuff. But you take songs in every single one of your songs last night. I went to see your show at Dead Crow. Yeah. Um, are you playing tonight? This won't be up tonight, so it won't help. Oh, you. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, every I can identify every single one of those songs, like the mm-hmm. Caribou song. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh, like you know how um, Lady Gaga has like her little monsters. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what I want to be like. Oh, I'm a little a Oreo. <laughs> we have Oreos, yeah. <laughs> and then we have some double stuffed Oreos out in uh, Colorado. And where's Jason? He's in he's in Illinois, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> We have some super fans. That's great. How long have you guys been doing this? About seven years. Yeah. You're so good. You're really, Aww, really good. Thank you. I, I had a lot of fun. I, I brought one, a friend of mine, and um, I went to the 7 o'clock show. I usually go to the 9 o'clock show. Is it raunchier than I It was It was a little more rowdy, for sure, <laughs> which is great. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just loved it. I identified. So the Care Bear song, do you want to talk a little bit? It's about masturbation. Yeah, the first time experiencing masturbation. And, like, we both have two different kind of stories of from our own lives, and we kind of combined them into this one song. And we think it's just so important to – say that women masturbate as well. And like, cause I remember growing up, like we did not talk about, it. we would talk about sex, birth control and that sort of stuff, but we would never talk about masturbating. Boys would be like wet dreams, all that sort of stuff. But us women, um, I grew up in Nashville and it was like, you know, I was Christian and you know, people were very conservative around me, but it wasn't until college when uh, I was talking with girlfriends getting drunk and like discussing like, well, when, when did you start? And like, you know, one girl was like, Oh my God, I've never done it. And it's just like, we're trying to open up this dialogue of like women do it too. And it's not a bad thing. We all, and we all need to be doing it like all the time. <laughs> That's my, I'm a big yeah. advocate. Because it that. just, you get to know your body. I don't know how women orgasm without having done that. Oh, like, you, I, you can't. I mean, I think it's not, uh, it's very, it's like luck or something, but I will say too, that it's not just about women masturbating. And I know this uh, not to be creepy or whatever, but it's also about girls going through puberty and also mm-hmm. the guilt 
that a young girl feels about masturbating because we also have impulses. It's not just men that have sexual impulses. It's like such a crazy concept. And so I know it's like makes people like you're saying boys talk about wet dreams. I mean, that's like every, I knew about boys. They talk about that stuff. But not even, it's funny, like in sex ed class, like they would full blown be like, and boys will have wet dreams. And then as a girl, you're like, well, what about me? I'm like, am I like a deviant? Cause I'm like touching myself at the age of like 12. But they, and, but when I grew up, we didn't talk about like, they didn't talk about the boy stuff in my sex ed class because they split us up. It was like girls and boys. And so the only stuff that I heard about masturbation, wet dreams was from boys and it was all a joke and like really silly and stuff. But even in our sex ed for women, they never talked about masturbation. It hasn't changed much. I have a 15 year old. I have 15 year old twins, boy and a girl. So watching them experience, you know, puberty and the girls still get shamed. They're the ones that Mm -hmm. get quoted and they have to dress, you know, Wow, that is happening as like yeah. in a crazy way now with like girls leggings. And a girl has big boobs, right? She can't control that, so she wears a shirt that's like a size too big, and it's still tight. And then she gets kicked out of school. Right? <laughs> what is that? It's it's insane. And so watching, it's still there. It hasn't and, evolved that much. Yeah. Right? And the shame is attached to the girl, not mm, to the boy. Right, right. Entitlement is given to the boy. Like, oh, that's completely normal. That's right. you're. Go on. That's how I felt because, because what they did talk about wet dreams in my class. And the problem was like, there was not, but it was like, it's okay, boys. Like you can feel okay with masturbating mm-hmm. and you should feel open about it. And they never said the same thing to girls. Right. So then as a person who was masturbating at like in sixth grade or whatever, I was, I was just like mortified. I was like, I'm broken. I'm like going to hell or I didn't think about hell so much, but I'm like, I'm a, I'm a disgusting person. Yeah. And it took me until high school when I like saying mm-hmm. they were talking to some friends and turned out they were, we were all doing it, but everyone's shamed into Adam mm-hmm. talking about it. See, I started really, I was sexualized very early. Like I, I, I read something and I got turned on and I uh-huh. did it and I, that changed my life. It was like, yeah. Oh, cause it's before, you know, the iPhone and yeah, right. I had, four channels. Wow. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It was you didn't have that much distraction. Right. So and I had a shitty a childhood, which is like what the blogs kind of, you know, talked about a little bit. And there was an escape and it was awesome right. and it was wonderful. And I would re- I would get those Harlequin romance novels. Oh, oh yeah. You know, you get like twelve oh, yeah. for like a penny. We'd right. move a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get them and and I was raised in the church, so shame was, I right. constantly, and then I, I remember thinking both, I thought men, women, gay men, I thought everyone was like just attractive. I could find mm-hmm. anyone attractive and I thought something was wrong with me. Like, mm-hmm. well, like, ooh, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you're, you're bad. For, and I thought right. of that for years. I'm now at the point where I'm like, it's one of my favorite things about me. It's right. like, you know, right. own it, got it, right. love it. Right. But it took me 30 some years to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's also like was a huge motivator in the band was to be like, let's be a vote vocal piece for women that haven't gotten to where you are at yet, mm-hmm. but they're feeling the exact same way. But like, then we can get up on stage, have a fun time, not make it too like whatever. Uh, but then these women can go like with the amount of every age, the amount of women that come up and say like, I relate to what you're saying 100%. And mm-hmm. I never tell my husband or something like that. And you're like, well, maybe you should start talking about, yeah. about it or whatever. Yeah. Well, last night, the best, it was so awesome. This very, this older couple came up to us and we have this new song called Fuck It Bucket List about like, make sure you do all the sexual things that you want to do in your life before you're dead. And this very old couple came up to us and they were like, 
we do, we check new things off every night. <laughs> and like, we both got chills because it's like, we are not, we're speaking to such a wide range of people and just, I don't know. It's just really exciting how much people can relate to what we're talking about. I, I took me a long time to be, to accept that I was a good person and a sexual person. Like those um, to me were such divergent right, ideas. Right. Now it, it's not like I'm a good person and I'm a sexual person. Right. And if, and when I find that partner, they're going to be lucky as fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can find that person you, and they have to also be feeling like a uh, confident and like sexual and good person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you find each other because it'll be like magnets or yeah. whatever. But I just, I think sex is one of the best things about being human. Mm-hmm. I mean, human being. So I'm like, I don't, and I'm also, my father's from Spain. So there's like a, and my mm-hmm. mother's from Honduras. So there's a different, Spanish culture is a little more fucked up I think in some ways because we grow up like in the songs and the music passion mm-hmm. and sexual mm-hmm. you know but at the same time we have that really big Christian like you know right. you're going to hell just for thinking about Ugh. it so it's like this weird dichotomy right. but I think we should evolve a little bit more mm-hmm. we should be f- much further along at 2017 right. where the word whore is not right you just know, want equality yeah. that's like that's our main Goal. Let's do it's a po- protest. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just start one in Wilmington right now. Yeah. Guys. So I'll make some signs, get some poster board. I always bring my crafts with me, so we're ready to go. She does. <laughs> Masturbation for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll walk the streets. Wilmington. <laughs> oh, I did. Are we good on time? I didn't start. I oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'll keep my eye on it. You keep your eye. We're doing a, a radio thing later, but we, we wish we could stay here all day. Right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have my kids this weekend, and it's Memorial Day weekend. So, And actually, it's the anniversary of my, would have been my wet night. Wet oh, wedding anniversary? Oh, wow. 16 years. Oh, my goodness. And well, I was, you're going to celebrate tonight? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm so, I'm not, I mean, I have children, so I can't say, you know, oh, I'm so happy I'm divorced because it would, you know. Yeah. I am happy that I had a successful marriage that ended. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have three beautiful children from it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, are, do either of you have kids? No, no, no. we're single. Single ready that to mango. That shocks me. You're both beautiful. Thank like, you. Like, you have to go check them out. Like, you look like an ethereal angel. You're so, like... <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm not really here. <laughs> like, blonde and just really... And then you look like a... You, like, the reaction I got from you last night was, um, like, that sexy, like, not MILF yet, but could be, you know, like, (laughs) that's a future. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. One kid away from (laughs) me. That's very nice. That was funny. So, do you like our first city of Wilmington? It's beautiful. When the weather has been cooperating with us. Yeah, the Marines. I just have a few more questions and I'll wrap it up. But, um, so I have a daughter, 15 year old and she's super funny. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a podcast together and it's titled, um, my daughter called me a Nazi. She's just, she loves, loves comedy. Oh, that's Um, amazing. She is constantly telling me I'm a huge fan of comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm not a comedian. I have no, I, I, but I love the creative process. Mm -hmm. I love how comedians use that art. I think it's an Mm -hmm. art form to process their shit. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes not too much. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I have this hard time saying to my daughter, like, go, you know, go live your dream, be a comedian, because I think it's a hard life, especially Mm -hmm. for women. Mm -hmm. So I just wonder if you could tell me what it's like to be a comedian on the road. Like, what's that day to day for you guys? Well, 
number one, we are so lucky because we are a duo and we have each other because we do have a lot of stand up friends and they travel by themselves all over the country. Um, I think that it is hard, but, uh, the people that are really doing it, they love it and they work so hard at it. And, um, they are like modern day philosophers, you know, and I think that they are changing the world with, with the good jokes and stuff. Um, also I have a, just a, just in terms of following your dreams in general. So not just specifically to comedy, but whatever it is to anybody is that like, we live in this world where there's like society has told us that a stable job is like working at an office or doing, mm-hmm. you know, something you know, that's going to be a stable job. There's that's not true because like people get fired every day. The economy shifts and uh, some jobs become less important, like the you know miners or whatever. Like they're losing their jobs, so that used to be a stable job. So why then are you like busting your butt for something that um, where you're just getting taken advantage of by the man? Why not do something for yourself, whatever that is? If it's environmentalism, if it's being a scientist, if it's being an artist, if it's being um, you know a baker or whatever. I, I think that like more people need to be doing what they want to be doing and not what they feel like they should be doing. And everyone's going to fall into the right slot so that the world will still be moving in like a really great direction. So I do encourage people to do whatever. I, and, yeah. And in terms of I, our like yeah. daily like travel, whatever, like when we travel, maybe like sometimes two weeks a month. So like we're not home a lot, which makes it a little hard to date. And stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, but our lives are so cool. We were at the pool today and then we get to go like spread our message like at night. Um, we work a lot on other projects outside of just the, the live shows. So we have like video production stuff. And nowadays you can do so much, um, big with the internet. We've made our, we've been able to make two albums and things like that. So being able to just be creative in different ways is also useful, not only for the business, but, for um, us, like, creatively. And then on top of it, just you have to be a good uh, hustler. <laughs> yeah. For, for comedy specifically, I think. Well, so, real quick, so your daughter wants to do stand-up? I, she's never said that. I, I, she's just funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, how it's going to manifest itself or anything, but I don't see her doing a nine-to-five. Yeah, right. I mean, if she does, she does, I just mm-hmm. don't see her being happy about it. Right. It's her right. life, whatever she chooses to go, but I, I feel like she's definitely attracted to the creative world, but mm-hmm. she hasn't dove in yet. Does she do theater or anything she, yet? Yeah, nothing yet. Well, another yeah. thought, too, is there's so much within comedy and the creative world that we didn't even realize existed, but things like writing jobs and things like, um, and then also producing your own content that can blow up and do, get big, music, mm-hmm. um, comedy, whatever. I mean, there's there's just like, a, like live stuff, video totally. stuff sketch improv you know there's lots of ways to get into it and but i would encourage her because one thing we talk about this a lot with our parents and like growing up and both of our parents really encouraged us to do the arts and stuff but of course worried about security but at, uh, i'm trying to think for a 15 year old who who has maybe this untapped talent um and love for it like if you can en- encourage her to do um to do a, a theater camp or like something that is a safe place that she can explore this creativity and gain confidence because even if like, you know, statistics say like if you do theater, um, you are more likely to, you know, go succeed. (laughs) Really? There are anything, not in anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but find like a safe thing that she can do, do enroll her in an improv class or, I think it's awesome that you guys have had a podcast together because I, you know, we, we are so lucky with our parents who do support us, but it has been really hard getting that support. And it's it's only because it's out of love and they want you to be secure and, and have money and be able to pay the bills and stuff. But, um, I completely relate to doing your, I, I did the nine to five and I still do for, 
you know, um, but that's not my passion. This, you know, like when I was, I I think I said it before the podcast or maybe during the podcast, I'm like, I love my life when I'm doing this, when I'm writing, when I'm, you know, sharing whatever I'm creating, it's like, you know, it's scary, but it's awesome. Right. Well, not enough people do that though. I feel like, cause you know, we go home to, um, well, I go home to Nashville and stuff and people are consultants and sales and, to be honest, a lot of them are miserable. And I'm like, well, what do you want to be doing? And it's like writing or, or, um, you know, any, any type of creative thing, but they're scared. So fear really gets in the way of that. And like, we didn't know how to really do what we're doing now, but we took a leap of faith. And of course it was like absolutely terrifying when we did our first show, like we were shaking. We thought we would drop our instruments, but, but it, we again had each other to, to make each other laugh. And then we thought we had something and then, you know, the proof was in the pudding. People loved it and then booked us on other things. And, and also what is life if not like conquering fears? You know what I mean? Like yeah. then you're not living. And, and if you do go after your, your, you know, go past your fear and through your fear, um, yeah, sometimes we're gonna fail. Like that's yeah, what we fail fears. all we, the time. People fail, but the that's okay because through failure is like growth. That's and exactly. if you want to like live a full life and be on your deathbed saying like I did it, like you're not, you shouldn't be worried about like am I making ten dollars an hour or like twenty dollars an hour? Or am I making you know? And I get there's practical stuff where yes, there is a time where you do have to rebut those things. But while you're doing that, what else are you doing in your life to enrich it and move forward so that maybe you can get out of that job that you don't like? You know, mm-hmm. I. I um where I'm at now in my life is I look back at all, I feel like there's all these stories that I was told mm. yes. through my parents, through TV, yeah. through all the different media sources that you go to school, you're a good girl, yeah. you, you know, get married, married. Yep. Bye. you go to right. college, get in debt, go get married, have kids. And that's it. And I did all those things. Right. And I was like, <laughs> And now what too? You know, there are a point where you're like, I, I did the end, but yeah. I'm, I'm young and I look great and I'm happy, you know, and I'm not happy, but I did everything you told me to. So like what, this is not working. Yeah. This right. like this story that we've been telling society and, and what we, and we see like, not, I'm not going to get political, but we do, I think we can all agree that things aren't really going as well. Like, you know, we have wars <laughs> and things like that. Right. So like, if we could all just stop being controlled by these puppet stories that are basically mm. being run by these rich guys up here, trying they want you to believe those stories mm-hmm. so they can like own you. Yeah, and yeah. like, if we can all stop and go, we're not going to play that game anymore. Then I swear to God, we will have like this utopia. You know, yeah. where people, it's like really like, I want two boyfriends. I, I, that's where oh. I'm at now where I'm like, all those stories weren't true. Like I, I, I did the monogamous marriage mm-hmm. thing. Well, those rom-coms get you. <laughs> I, I love romantic comedies, but my God, like that's, it's not real life. That's not how it works. It's not yeah. really Cause after it, it ends, then he's kind of a dick to you. And then you realize right. that he has mommy issues and right. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> but also part of that story is that what they're telling you, they're trying to feed you is that like, you need other people to be happy. You need right. things outside of you to be happy and you don't. And like, they don't want you to know that. Like the commercialism, like doesn't want you to know that. Cause then you stop buying things yeah. cause you don't need that car to be happy. You can ride your bike or you can walk. You don't need that man to be happy, but it'd be nice to have a partner yeah. as long as he respects you. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that. Like they're feeding us this, like it, yeah, it's your story. And every, like I look back and I'm like, Oh, that was a story. And I believed it. And now that I, I question everything. Yeah. Like anytime mm-hmm. anyone 
acts like they know something 100%. I'm like, mm. I don't know. No, they, no nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up for you guys. I know you have that radio show next. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so <laughs> awesome. It's really refreshing to, to, you know, hang out with someone who obviously does love herself and loves her life and oh, is a trailblazer. It took me a long time. Right. And I'm not even, like, I could date someone tonight and fall right back oh, into all okay. Like you said, nobody <laughs> knows anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the living. But, yeah, I've worked really hard to get to this point. And I, I, five years ago, never would have done this. Right. Never would have been like, hey, what are you doing? I wouldn't have right. had a podcast. Right. Please. Or written. So, thank you. <laughs> Your congratulations. It's really yeah. cool you did it and this is really exciting especially mm-hmm. in this small town yeah like, yeah I'm no I'm gonna I'm a Girl Scout leader so oh, oh yeah, you're so awesome <laughs> so we have to put like a little intro like if you're my child and to or right. don't listen to me yeah <laughs> alright thank you so much you're welcome you. bye oh wait no oh wait oh, oh, yeah. oh yes um you're good at this. Yeah. Uh, follow us on uh, Reformed Whores at Facebook or uh, Instagram, Twitter. We just hit over a million views on YouTube, so we have lots of music videos there, so check those out. And just go to our website, reformedwhores.com. Yeah. Oh, and oh, iTunes. And iTunes. Oh, yeah, all the things. Or just look. Just Google Reformed Whores. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and a big, huge thanks to the Reformed Whores for sitting down with Marisol in their hotel room before their performance. Be sure to check out Marisol's blog at shityoucantmakeup.com or find her on Instagram at Marisol Podcast. Me, I'm Sean the Producer, and you can hear me on my podcast, Dad Son. Weird and funny conversations between a father and a son about something. We'll see you next time.